listening to Fear, the Nth Cast. I'm Josh. I'm JD. And uh, it seems that The Walking Dead has gone back to the well once again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's such an apt title. Isn't it? <laughs> like, oh, what have we done in the past? Let's do it again. Let's just redraw. Redraw the same cup of water. Before we, but before we get into that, yeah. you're back. I have returned from my pilgrimage. Oh, it was a pil- pilgrimage. Pilgrimage to the north. I told people that you were balled up in a corner somewhere. <laughs> somewhere broken. Yeah, I was watching it. I watched it at lunch at work one day, the premiere, and I was like, oh, wow, I'm glad I wasn't watching this at home because <laughs> my wife may have been in the bed and like, what are you watching? <laughs> why are you weeping so? Yeah, no, I was on my honeymoon, for those of you who didn't know, and that's why I missed the premiere. That's about the only reason that I would miss the premiere. I, I don't know if that would be... I mean, I, I, I get that it's a reason for you. Yeah. I understand that, but I don't know if that's a valid reason. Well, we could have recorded remotely, but... That would have been weird. I wanted to give Jason the chance to speak. He uh, he likes The Walking Dead, too, so that'll be his episode for the season. I Yeah, you know, I'm glad we didn't do that, because plenty of people were getting the wood, so I didn't need any more of that in my life. <laughs> I'm sure, dude. I'm sure. <laughs> So yeah, we had a great time. It was a good time, but I'm awesome. happy to be back. I'm sure y'all missed me, but I have missed you just well, as much. Well, I, I think Jason did a fine, oh, fine he job. He did. He's, he uh, knows his Walking Dead stuff for sure. I don't. I don't want to call it a fill in. I feel like no. I feel like that's uh, that's not fair to him. Yeah, he he did an adequate uh, adequate pinch hit. <laughs> yeah, he, he pinch did. hit. We. I mean, I gave him weeks warning. So, That's true. Uh, uh, it's not That's like true. I called him the day of and been like, "Yo, <laughs> you need yeah. to be here tonight." Yeah. So he, he pinch hit RBI. That's what I would say. Sure. That's he, what I he would came say. in in the clutch. Mm-hmm. I agree because he certainly couldn't go in as a pinch runner. No, that's nope. Well, that's not something any of the nth cast hosts. <laughs> nope, will, will be able to do. <laughs> will never be accused. See, when they say fight or flight, <laughs> our first response is always fight because that's right. We're not running. That's really the only chance we got. Right. I'll run after I break your kneecaps. <laughs> that's right. Uh, okay, game seven here. What is the score? Five to uh, five to three. Ooh, yeah. man, so, Chicago's going to take it. I hope so. Yeah, just so, so that they shut, shut up. up. If you're uh, a Cubs fan, I'm sorry you, for your pain, but we're Houston fans, and so we know it too. Ours have oh. never won one. <laughs> That's right. Never. That's right. I was there in 2005. Yes, you were in Game Four. Oh, what, of the sweep? Yes. Oh, that was so ridiculous. such a long game, dude. Uh, I was like, we're going to get one. No, nope. we didn't no, get home until like one o'clock in the morning. It was ridiculous. Anyway, so I don't feel your pain, yeah, you no. Cub fans. But I hope that the Cubs win, just so you can shut your damn mouth. And then Cleveland can win it next year, or they'll win. No, never mind. We want Houston to win it next year. Yeah, fuck Cleveland. Yeah. All of it. All of it. You've got LeBron. LeBron won <laughs> yeah, for you guys. That's right. And your Browns team is 0-8. <laughs> Where's LeBron now? <laughs> yeah. LeBron needs to be playing tight end. That's, yeah. what, that's what needs to be happening. I, I feel like that's a direct, uh, a, a derogatory, uh, inflammatory state indictment well, of my fantasy team you have this not, week in particular. Well, I've got two tight ends if you want to talk. <laughs> well, speaking of tight ends. Yes, well, yeah. Oh, I wanted to... Before we get into the well, I had a couple thoughts about the premiere. Oh, okay. So you want to do that first? Yeah. Can we do that first? Yeah, I think so. Um, People are panting. They they want to know my thoughts. Want to know 
your thoughts. I'm sure. They've heard my thoughts. And Jason's thoughts. And Jason's thoughts. My, and they were well thought out thoughts. They were. But they weren't your thoughts. That's true. My thoughts are are my own. Um, I enjoyed- Are her. they? They are. Yes. Now that you're married. Oh, the, we, uh, I'm not going to tell her you said that. She doesn't watch The Walking Dead. And good for her. So, yeah. <laughs> She would be so far behind now, and she'd be like, can I watch it with you? Sweetie, I've already watched all of them twice. I don't really want to do it a third this time. This is really the only thing I have left, so no. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I enjoyed the premiere. I thought it was well done. I think the payoff from the cliffhanger from last season was worth it. A lot of people are complaining that it meandered, that it was maybe even borderline torture porn, and that they... Yes. Sure. Points. Uh, but, but what I want to say is, clearly you've never seen torture porn, because <laughs> if you had, you would not be making that statement. Come on down to Houston. We have a festival. <laughs> Yearly festival. Yearly festival snuff of snuff festival. films. <laughs> so my main point is, I feel like the people who are complaining about it are, need to just stop. Like, if you like don't stop like, watching, yeah, just stop watching or, or stop living. Stop complaining. Okay. <laughs> because if you don't like it, that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. But I feel like a lot of people's opinions are based off of the fact that The Walking Dead owes them something. I've, I've put in years of fandom and I've invested in these characters. And so they owe me some kind of response that I like. And that's not true. It's a TV show created by these creators. They're going to make what they want. If you like it, Cool. If you don't, cool. You have your own opinion, but don't act entitled and act like people like the the Walking Dead owes you something. It just, it just drives me insane. All this entitlement with people just being like, "Well, I felt like they should have done this, and because they didn't, I don't like it. I felt like they messed with my emotions and treated me with disrespect, and I don't appreciate it, so I'm not going to watch it anymore." Cool. That was very believable. There for a second, I thought well, maybe he is a millennial. <laughs> Yeah, I. You know how I feel about it. Oh yeah, it. I mean that's what you guys just, said last week. Just I just stop. Want, just stop it. I just, want, <laughs> I just wanted to reiterate, like, yeah. just if you didn't like it, that's totally cool. But sure. I don't need to hear why you didn't like it. That doesn't do me any good. I enjoyed it. I'm gonna keep watching it. Your opinion is your own. That's fine. But I feel like just to bash it for that reason. If you had a good reason about how how maybe the plot didn't go the way you want, or they felt like the storyline was chunky and jaded, or something like that. A reason other than the fact that, oh, I, I just feel like they're disrespectful to me as a, a viewer. Yeah. I mean, I've heard some some inf- uh, well-thought-out arguments. Yes. Few and far between. Those are fine. And I, and yes, I'm fine with that. But just because uh, you felt like you were sh- strung along and you just wanted to know and that's, you know, you feel cheated because of that. It's like, come on. Yeah. You know? But enough about that. Yeah. Let's yeah. move on to episode. No, no more negativity. No, no. Episode two. Episode two, The Well. The Well. So, again, going back to The Well, this is what The Walking Dead does after an episode of that's dark. T- torture porn. Yes. <laughs> after a little torture porn, we get a little lightheartedness. Yeah. And that's exactly what we got. I mean, you know, Maybe lightheartedness is not the right word, but you know what I'm trying to say. You get something that's a little more of a palate cleanser, this a was, breather, a I, break. I think this was the funniest episode they've ever done. Yeah. I found myself laughing out loud on multiple occasions, and I loved it. Because Melissa McBride is magical. Yes. And yes. her performance, her her 
incredulousness toward the whole concept of the kingdom and trying to stilt her laughter uh, was the best was the best part of the episode. It's, I think it's just fantastic. I don't even know where I am. It's just wonderful. I don't even know where I am right now. What's what's even happening? Well, this is real life. This episode really made me realize how much I like Morgan and Carol as, together as characters. Mm-hmm. I I dare say now that they're two of maybe the best characters on the show because they actually have a very clear arc. And they're gone in different ways. Carol is now going more towards where Morgan was, and Morgan's moving the other way. Like, I'm just, I'm at a crossroads now because I had to kill someone to save you, but I'm not sure how that fits in with my belief that I've been saying for so long now. Yeah, but it's like he was up, down, and then now, or excuse me, down, up, and now down again. So it's like he's like, you're right, seriously questioning. It's just nice to see people yes. putting thought into the decisions and it, consequences of their actions. Sometimes people change their minds, yeah. and that's okay. So he's clearly questioning. I mean, he held a gun again. He did. And had a problem with it, but didn't all at the same time. Yeah, I mean, he pointed a gun at one of them saviors, and he was ready to use it. Mm-hmm. Had the safety off, ready to go. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really looking forward to seeing where that goes this season. Yeah. What else kind of stood out? I think in the this kingdom episode? as a whole is fabulous. Like I really do. Well, did it did it um did it meet your expectations from from the comic? From yes. It did. Okay. It in really what did. in what ways? Well, I think Ezekiel for one, I I feel like I forget his name. I had it pulled up. Oh, I don't remember the actor's name um, either. He did such a good job of capturing what I imagined Ezekiel talking like. He's always smiley and positive and Indeed. speaking in that fake community actor Shakespearean <laughs> voice. Fair maiden, please partake of yep. this. I was just like, like yes, that's so wonderful. I'm at a, re- at a fucking rena- renaissance festival. What's going on here? Oh, yeah, I know. All the people that I know that go there every weekend yeah. are like, oh, this is, I found my home when the apocalypse comes. I thought that was great. I liked Shiva. That it didn't look, I was really worried that that would look super CGI and fake. And I feel like they pulled that off. I think so too, even though it is complete, she is completely CGI. Yeah. I was afraid it was going to be like Jumanji. Oh, (laughs) when you go back and look at it now. And you're like, (laughs) why did I ever think that was a real lion or whatever it was? Uh, Really, from the 90s, Jurassic Park is one of the few. Yeah. Uh, films, I think, where the CGI really holds up. But, but again, that's a, that's not pure CGI. There's yeah. a melding of practical and, and CGI. And it just, well, it's Steven Spielberg. He knows what he's doing. Um, no, I felt like that worked. Uh, they made, I like the reference to, I don't remember what issue it was, but they did mention that, um, and I'm wondering if she also is feeding off of uh, zombie remains or lot oh, live zombie, uh, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Uh, clearly, the pigs were doing that, but Shiva does that in the in the comics, yeah. uh, and it didn't. She wasn't worse for wear, but we knew that this didn't have any effect on the animals, and so it, it made it interesting when his one of his lieutenants, and I don't remember his name. Uh, I, I think he. 
I think it was twofold. I think they were establishing that it was like an fu to the saviors, absolutely feeding these pigs uh, tainted meat, rotted flesh. Maybe not so much with the intent or hope that it would uh, hurt them in some way, because it clearly it doesn't. It doesn't, yeah. Um, to to the best of our knowledge, I don't know if we've ever actually established that eating the flesh of an animal that ate the flesh of a walker right. had well, any effect. Because all the people at Terminus, they ate people who right. had the virus, so or whatever it is, who would have... Uh, That's turned, true. So they would have turned into walkers anyway, so they ate tainted flesh even before mm. the... So Interesting, I, yeah. I'm not sure, but I think... I think it's twofold, like you said, like they wanted the pigs to be fatter and thicker to make it look like, oh, we've, we've given you the choice selections from our pig crop. And, but in it also was very passive aggressive. Hey, fuck you guys. Yeah. And in, in pra- from a practical perspective, why dip, since we have to pay tribute? Yeah. Why dip into our legitimate food sources when we can have them feed on this that we're not going to eat anyway? Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as I'm concerned now, uh, pigs are forever unclean, <laughs> forever unclean. Well, I'm still going to eat bacon. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to throw down on some bacon. I'm going to have some ham too. Uh, yeah. And I'm, yeah. Pork I, chops. I had some ribs wind. the other day. Mm. Probably really? didn't go. Oh yeah. Nice. I'm going to go. I probably, well, they had a spirit night over at Spring Creek, Pre- Spring Creek barbecue. And that's the best thing. Uh, I threw some, threw down some ribs. It really is. Um, but it has to be pork ribs. I'm not a fan of beef ribs. I've never enjoyed beef ribs. It's just they're too big and they get dried out. Well, and easy. if you're going to eat beef, just eat beef. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. No need to get put yeah, a rib I in I didn't say, but there's something about sucking on a pig bone. I, I'm with you. Ooh. I saw a meme today where it said pigs can orgasm for 30 minutes. Whoa. And, he, and the guy said, I would too if I was having sex with something made out of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> that is sound... <laughs> Logic. I was like, I'm for it. I can't disagree with you. I am for it. <laughs> yeah. I know I went off on a tangent there, but I, I just like that aspect. It was kind of like that colossal fu, uh, and it also established that Ezekiel has secrets to keep, mm-hmm. and that he, uh, he obviously he knows who the saviors are, and obviously he's keeping them at bay, and that's not a bad thing. Well, I um, like that it reminded us too that the saviors were there. Oh yeah, like. Normally on the when the at the episode after on The Walking Dead they just totally act like everything's hunky dory. Mm-hmm. But this time they did a little different. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh, that's right. They're still here and they're affecting everyone around here. Nowhere is safe from that's the right. savers currently. We cannot run away. Uh, even though the kingdom has got fruit, cobbler at every meal. <laughs> I just there's a just, lunch cobbler. Can you get me a tissue? I just can't. I just can't. Yeah. I can't do this. It's so it's so fabulous. Just uh, lunch cobbler. I mean, they they have everything. They got plants growing out of office equipment. It was just fantastic. They've got a choir. They've got a choir. They're singing choruses yeah. in a choir. They, yeah, and that was a great song. Yeah, no, I agree that they sang. And I'm not a fan usually of acapella acapella choral music, but I think it fit the situation. Mm. But normally, I'm just like, well, that's cheesy. <laughs> that, that was unnecessary. Like, throw me in some electric guitar and some drums and bass and some screaming. Yes. But he, Ezekiel, and I wasn't disappointed. 
I was afraid that he would be completely cartoony because yeah. you could really mess that up. You could, but he was borderline. But I think they did. I think they definitely handled this concept of a larger than life man who calls himself a king, and in a situation which which that and you know to to Carol's point is completely ridiculous. It is, but but people respect him and they look to him, and they he's become mythical in their eyes because he's a man that walked around with a tiger, with a tiger, and who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? That's badass. Right. Who wouldn't follow a man that's walking around with a tiger? It very much reminded me of Alejandro in a di- in a different way mm. because he had sold the story that he was immune. Yeah, he got bit and he was immune. Which is same thing, like, oh my gosh, this larger than life badass character, he's going to be our leader. He's absolutely going to be our leader because he's not going to get infected, so we can trust him. So someone with a tiger and talking funny. In the King's English. Yes. Not really the King's English. Almost. He's trying. The holy language. (laughs) Um, But he's not... He's no dummy either. No. He's highly intelligent. He saw right through Carol's bullshit. Uh, but yet he's offering her a place to stay. And I don't feel like he's on one hand, the concern would be that, well, you know, you're you're feeding these people a line. You're 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 giving them hope where there really shouldn't be any hope. But I think that's the point. And I love that. I think I think that's what we need now. On this series, we need to see, and it comes at the right time because after last episode, how in the world is Rick going to have any hope left? Yeah, or any any kind of juice left? We have to, and and I think the the thing they did with the fruit and the pomegranate in 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 particular, very symbolic, very 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 symbolic, uh, because three times he offered her the pomegranate. And out of all the fruits, it is the one that is the most difficult to get the juice or mm. the the actual edible flesh from. That it's and I forget the name of it because it's like if you've never opened a pomegranate before, it's not easy. It's not easy, and there's so much of that pithy. Uh, I guess you, I guess it's the pit like an orange mm-hmm. like pith. Yeah. type stuff there's so much of that and you have to work really hard to to basically rake those um what are they called there's a name for it. it's not capsule but it's a uh, I don't know I forget off the top of my head anyway uh so much sweet surrounded by so much bitter mm-hmm. and I think I want to get your opinion I think that meant was meant to be indicative of two things the kingdom itself mm-hmm. A, a a beacon of hope and sweetness in a, in a in a picture of what we can still achieve and do because we're doing it here, but yet outside of these walls, we're surrounded by death and destruction and hatred, uh, walkers and the saviors Savior, and, and just yeah. crazy people. But then I also thought it was indicative of Carol herself. Yeah, I agree, and and I- she needs to accept the contradiction is what he was basically trying to explain to her. Yeah, because in this life that they live now, and I don't know if it's in the show or if I read it somewhere, like, 
what's the point of living if you have nothing to live for is basically what they're saying. Like if we don't have hope or hope for a future or anything to live for, why <laughs> are we, point? why are we even doing, why this? are you doing anything? Yeah. But that's true for us as well. Yeah. So to think that Carol is having such a hard time killing people, which is probably okay that she's struggling <laughs> with you that. You should struggle. With I that. appreciate that. Carol. <laughs> but it, it's weird. The paradox that they live in and how, like you said, the, um, the kingdom felt like the best th- of all the communities mixed together. Mm-hmm. It was like Alexandria's protectiveness, but then it was like the prison uh, with their farmland and everything all kind of mixed in one. And it shows you what the Alexandria could be if Rick hadn't come in and just jacked it all up by deciding, hey, we're going to murder kill everybody. You know, there was no need to do that. If they'd have just stayed there, minded their own business, they probably would have been fine. But that's not what Rick does. No. That's not how he rolls. So I thought, I agree with you, the, the fact that it was a pomegranate over and over, and yeah. he's just enticing her to be like, yo, if you just look and take the time to and the work and the effort, it's really delicious and it's worth it, but it's going to take a lot of work to get it. And accept yourself. Yes, she's accept still struggling yourself. with yourself. You are a contradiction. You are a mom. You are a nurturer, but you're also one of the best badasses on the show. Mm-hmm. And if it comes down to crunch time, You're who be, do you want yeah. on on your six? Carol. Yeah. Carol and Morgan. <laughs> for sure. Morgan too. Like, And we haven't talked about Morgan at all. With Ezekiel asking him to train that boy, mm-hmm. I feel like Morgan now feels like he has a purpose mm-hmm. where before he didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's something that he never found in Alexander because he so fundamentally disagreed with Rick on so many things. And he probably doesn't agree with Ezekiel on everything, but he found <laughs> him, could you? <laughs> he found himself willing to compromise what he said he believed in for this guy right. almost immediately. Yeah. And then Ezekiel saying, "Hey, we want you to be a very valuable member of this community. This poor kid, he showed neither skill with firearm nor blade. <laughs> so perhaps, but, perhaps the weapon is the problem, or the teacher, or both, or both. But but he's it's." What it's illustrating is that Ezekiel has tried with this young man, yeah. and he keeps him around because his father was a good fighter, was a good fighter, and so well respected. And this kid obviously has the respect of Ezekiel, mm-hmm. and so uh, you, I, I mean that's what a good leader does. It's it's like being a coach and a dad, and and president and king and whatever else you want to, whatever monikers you want to put in there, all rolled into one. Yeah. You have people that you have to protect, people that you have to provide for, people that you have to be help prepare for the future. And the way that you do that is you don't just throw them by the wayside because they're not proficient in a particular thing. You have to f- help them find what it is that they do, help them find their purpose. Yeah. And, you know, he he hadn't really given up on him being a good fighter. And he's kind of given, I think he's given that kid the credit that it was leftover credit from his father. Well, this is, this is this guy, this guy was a good uh, uh, fighter. This guy, this kid's his son. He's going to have it in him somewhere. Yeah. I'm going to give him a a larger amount of credit and leeway to, to explore that and draw that out of him. It's just not working. And so, but he's then giving Morgan purpose. Yeah. Purpose for the future, for the future to be part of the community and also building community. And that's what I appreciate, appreciate about him the most. It's not just about, Hey, do you just do, what I tell you to do when I tell you to do it. And that's just what we're going to do in the story. No discussion. I really feel like Ezekiel is someone that's approachable. He asked him. Yes. He doesn't know all the answers and he's feeling 
fumbling around just like we would be, and yet he's still maintaining this act. While on one hand, you could disagree with the uh, the idea of essentially not hoodwinking, but you know, selling people a false bill of goods. But, but he had a good reason. But he's got a, a good reason. Yeah. And I, I loved all the Ezekielisms oh, that were wonderful. on the walls. Like, yeah. but but it was great because that's exactly what everyone on the show needs, and then us as viewers need. Uh, we, this this is what we need. We need this reminder. injection of yeah. hope. This this reminder of hope. Hope is your north star. Let it guide you. Yeah, because we need to hear that. Yeah, if you if you don't have the same, if we don't have a reason to hope that the people are going to survive and they're ever going to be out from underneath the thumb of Negan, mm-hmm. why are we watching it? Yeah, because if we don't think that they're going to be able to triumph over their greatest foe, mm-hmm. and I another thing, I read someone say that Negan was Uh-oh. a cheap man's knockoff of the governor. I immediately... Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What is this person's name? <laughs> I don't what rem- is their full name? I, I want rem- to know. I don't remember. Because we're going to show up on their doorstep. With Lucille. Yes. And one of us will have Lucille, one of us will have an eye patch. And I hope we'll that see. person is listening right now because I'd like to say to them, fuck you. It was the most ridiculous thing. That is the thing dumbest thing I've ever I've heard. ever read. <laughs> Uh, I was, it was. I was like that. Uh, what? That is. What? The, You've uh, lost all credibility immediately. Mm. Um, but what I was going to say is the, the fact that they in, interjected hope and a future, and you can see how a community can work and function and still partner with the saviors when they need to. And so it's like, okay, there's a way to coexist and make this work if you're just willing to do it. And to find life and to have a happy life because they had movie night, breakfast, and lunch cobbler. There was oh, a, yes. they had a lot of things going for them and I, and books and everything in the community. It was like a real community almost, and something that every time Rick goes somewhere, that's what they want, but they haven't achieved it yet. So Ezekiel, being his weird little king self, had figured out a way to keep the community together and reach that mm-hmm. level. And I think a lot of that has to do with uh, they haven't achieved it yet because they. They're coming at it from the wrong angle. Oh, totally. I, I don't think Ezekiel's being selfish. And I think that's I think that is the root cause of community not working in other ex, other areas because people come at it from a selfish perspective. What am I gonna get out of it? How am I gonna establish the community that I want? As opposed to being part of a community, which oh, oh Last time I checked, has other people in it right. who are not you and have other ideas and other ways of thinking, which oh, might be better than your ideas. Well, so maybe you might have to listen. <laughs> well, and Rick, last season, he was like, I've seen the future, what we can be, what we can do together as this community. And mm. I want to show you, Coral. I want to show you. Just wake up. And then as soon as, as Carl woke up. It went away. Yeah. It's like, I dwell in darkness without you, and it went away. It just went away. <laughs> I just, And so, Rick, it makes me question Rick's leadership ability, yeah, honestly. It should. It should. you see other leaders be successful. Even the dude from the hilltop is an asshole. Shitty leader. Nobody likes him. But he's more effective than Rick. Yeah, because it all comes down to one thing, execution. Yeah. Oh, you can have a great plan, but are you executing that plan? Right. And... You can not have a great plan, as in Rick did, 
and then still execute it perfectly, and it doesn't go well because yeah. you're a bad leader. You need yeah. to listen to other people like Morgan and Carol and people around you who even Spencer was like, yo, can we make a deal with these guys? Right. It's not too late to make a deal yeah. with these guys. You know, take some input and don't just think, you know what, I'm the biggest, I'm king shit, and I've been king shit for a while. And and they ain't shit. Right. We'll handle this. Yeah. Which is, oh. How's that working out for you? Yeah. Miss me yet? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Spencer, pretty sure he's eating it this season. Just a gut feeling. You know, you know why? Because I hate that bastard. Yeah, I have zero problem with that. Uh, yeah. I, I can't wait. I was really hoping that he was one of the I ones. think it's going to be before the midseason uh, I was finale. hoping that it would be a huge faux pas and that they forgot to put him in the circle last season <laughs> and that he'd show up. And, and just pop him in? Yeah. Just that, Photoshop him in? No, that they'd be like, Paint hey, him we, in. we caught another one straggling. Oh, another one, yeah. <laughs> and just to bring him out, and I'm like, well, since he's last to arrive, we'll let him go first. And it had been great. Everybody turns over. Oh, Spencer. He starts beating him. Everybody's like, huh. And slowly turns back. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> he ain't shit. Even his brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. Been waiting for this day all my life. Yeah. Oh, can't wait. Can I get some Dick. popcorn? <laughs> Can I get closer to watch? Uh, We're terrible. We are completely horrible people. But all in all, I thought it was a great episode and I enjoyed it. What about when Ezekiel dropped his guard with Carol? Oh, I think that was one of the best parts of the episode. Uh, some of the better dialogue uh, we've had, yeah. Uh, so far this season, the the monologues, if you will, have been good. I wouldn't say great, but yeah. I've enjoyed them. I enjoyed Negan tearing up, just chewing up the scenery last episode. He sure Jeffrey, did. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is. Uh, I I can't stop saying is just dreamy. It's hard for uh, me to, you know. It, he was Denny on Grey's Anatomy. And it's just hard for me to see him. It's such <laughs> yeah. a, it's just a stark, stark contrast. contrast. I'm like, cause he was super nice. And I, the only thing I ever remember him saying from Grey's Anatomy was, I am a strong, virile horse of a man. That's right. I'm just like, That's right. absolutely you, you are, you Negan. I can't disagree with you. How did you like him as the comedian in Watchmen? Oh, so good. My bitter? Fuck no, I'm not bitter. <laughs> yeah. I think it's hilarious. Well, and then, you know, he's also Bruce Wayne's dad. Yes, and Maggie Thomas Wayne is Bruce Wayne's mom. You know, what would be badass is if they go with the um, Flashpoint uh, paradox, yeah, uh, timeline, and because he's Thomas Wayne in Batman Superman, and they did a Batman movie where he, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was the Batman. Yes, that would be awesome. Would be awesome. I would watch the shit out of yeah. that. Well, it's just you know, Negan kills Maggie. N- Negan kills Glenn. Marries Maggie. Maggie's. Maggie and Glenn's baby is Batman. That's what it is. That, I think you're onto something there. We've solved it. Woo! <laughs> We've done. But yeah, Ezekiel. Yes, he lets down his guard. And he just go. I was talking to Jason earlier today. And he's he like, slid, He just slipped right into it. He's like, it he went nice. so hood. I was like, I don't know if hood is the no, one no, I no, would no, use. no, no, no. But he he dropped the act. Yeah, and he went, he's and like, it was, and it was like, look, boom. Let me level with you. right into it. I know that this is all bullshit. But people need someone to believe in, and so I play a character to give them hope, and then to keep them together, and so that they have something to believe in, and someone to unite behind. Yeah, and it's exhausting, but I got to do it. Yeah, no, you have to. I have no choice now. I've I've sold out to this part, and that's what they expect from me. And it's a part of a lifetime. It's just like a captain of a ship. You cannot show weakness to your sailors when you go into battle because they they look to you, and if they see anything from you. They're going to feel scared, weaker, and like they're going to lose. But if they say you there, standing firm, 
leading the charge, mm-hmm. not even flinching. That's They're right. going to follow you wholeheartedly. Absolutely, to the gates of hell. Uh, and so that was a treat because that's not something that we've ever gotten before. And so there was no context for that scene because that's, uh, again, seeing him level with her uh, and just trying to basically establish, hey, you can't bull- can't bullshit a bullshitter. Mm-hmm. Let me just talk at you. Some little little real talk. Can I holla at you? <laughs> holla, holla, holla. Can I holla? Holla, holla. Um, again, with the pomegranate stuff. But he wanted her, he gave her a, an alternative to where you you can leave but not leave You because he had that house. Yeah. Which was completely cool. Hey, I've got a place. It's just right out. It's just right outside the gates. You won't yeah. be too far, but you'll be on your own. Because that's what Carol wants more than anything else, is she wants to do things her way mm-hmm. on her terms. And I get that. But she is going to have to embrace the contradiction this season. And she's going to have to come back and realize that the people that she care- she cares for people too much. And I think that's part of her problem. Yeah, She cares so much that she's trying to take herself out of the game. So that she doesn't have to put herself in the situation to feel well, and make a mistake. Yeah, to kill for people again. Yes. She doesn't want to have to do that, but she knows she would if she's in the Oh, no, absolutely. So she's trying to take herself out of the game. And uh, he knows that. Uh, well, I think he sees it. And she she was totally honest with him when she's like, yo, this is, this is fantasy. This isn't real. Yeah. I can't. I can't do this. You know, I I know what's out there. I've been out there. I've seen some things, and I've done even more than I've seen. And just, I can't participate in this crazy fantasy that you've built here. Yeah, and that's fair. It is. That's fair, because she's not bought in to it, and she would be doing herself a disservice by staying and trying to play along because that's not who she is. Yeah. Uh, but he said a couple of things I thought were very important, not just for her to hear, but just important for the series as a whole is she flat out asked him, why do you care? Yeah. Because it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And it's not from a place of being selfish. Like, well, if I help somebody it makes me feel good. And it's like, the only reason I'm doing something nice is because I like how I feel when I'm doing it. It's more of that's the gravy on top, right? So that's, that's the happy uh, side effect of doing good. Yeah. And what else do you have to live for at this point? I, I don't know. I mean, like what else, if you, if, if that what makes you feel good, you know, that shit is shitty. Yeah. So it's just going to happen, and eventually everybody you love is going to die. But while you have this moment, take advantage of it. And in a morally ambiguous world filled with characters that are all morally ambiguous yes. to varying degrees, it is good to have a character that essentially is that beacon of light. I'm not saying he's an angel, no, but he's a beacon of light and hope in the sense that there is someone that actually cares about how it cares about other people mm-hmm. and is not just out to get his right in an environment where really you, you probably should adopt that mentality if you want to survive. Sure. 
but he embraced the contradiction. He's a he's contrarian. Everyone else said zigs, he zags because there's a better way. And it kind of called back to the Here's Not Here episode, which I kind of want to go back and watch. I like the nice callback to that. And I feel like there's some parallels sure. there in the Eastman character and Ezekiel and Morgan mm-hmm. and just that uh, kind of a nice uh, tie, tying that all together and how we've injected again this hope that even though this world's shitty, where there's life, there's life. Mm-hmm. I like that. I thought that was good. I thought that was good to hear. That gave me hope, not just for the characters, but it gave me hope for the season and the series as a whole. Mm -hmm. Because after last week, you you had the sense that maybe this was going to be a very, very dark season. And I'm sure there's some dark, dark points in the season. And I think it'd be more dark than it is uplifting in any way. But to have that breath of fresh air and just a reminder like, yo... Don't forget, there's still some chance of a normal life later, so don't give up. And Morgan said in this episode that people can change their mind. You can change your mind. I changed my mind, yeah. And I want to call back to something I said in the last podcast, which is, and I want to see if you understand what I'm talking about and agree, Mm -hmm. is that Negan has a hand in Rick's lowest point, which is last week. And we're going to see that continue to play out this, this, this season, but he also has a hand in Rick at his highest point. And I know that that seems weird. And it's like, how the hell does that happen? How do we get there? But that's exactly what's going to happen. This season is going to be about Rick getting his ax back Mm -hmm. and over the next few seasons, we're going to see how people change their mind. No, I agree with you because I think to reach new levels, new heights, you have to reach new depths. Mm-hmm. And Rick has been broken to a point that he's never been broken. And I think that was the main point of last week's episode is that they they even said that they wanted the audience to feel the brokenness that Rick felt. And that's why it was so shocking and so stark and so hardcore is because if we didn't feel that, we couldn't... We wouldn't believe it. Yeah, and we couldn't... Did you feel it? Oh, yeah. I totally felt it too. Yeah, and I mean... I, at the end, when they did that little fantasy dinner scene, that was heartbreaking. <laughs> it really was for me because you, you watch it and you're like, "Oh my god, this- where did they get those place settings?" Well, come on. I mean, it was it was fantasy for <laughs> From sure. The kingdom, but Rick, but that's the idea that Rick had. He was like, "We take care of Negan's group, and then we're going to have this happily ever after. Yeah. This is the last problem that we're going to have to deal with." Right. And he didn't realize how big a problem it was. But I think I agree with you that. Him taking Negan breaking him to that point, and then Rick getting himself together and climbing back up and climbing back up gets him to a height that he that he hadn't achieved before. And I think it's gonna make you, you know your downfall and your worst moments shape who you are. Yeah. And so, one if he can recover from this, yeah, for better or for worse, for better or for worse, it makes you who you are. If he can recover from this, I think he'll be a new man and an improved man. And not have as much bravado and not be so willing to risk other people without thinking. And be, not be so quick to deal in death and judgment. Yeah, because that's not his role. No, it's not any of our roles. No, not at all. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this season. After the first two episodes, I think it'll be a good season. And I think that it's going to be an interesting story. And the people who quit watching after last week need to get off 
need to just give it another chance and be like, yo, I want to see where it's going. Well, if they quit watching, they certainly aren't listening to this. And so I don't want to talk about them anymore. Okay. So no more of that bullshit. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, but we do enjoy talking uh, to you guys, and we sure do appreciate uh, you listening and hanging with us, mm-hmm. and um, you know uh, we we are we are big enough men enough to take any criticism. If you disagree with any of our thoughts, uh, let us know. Oh yeah, we'd love uh, to hear it. Uh, we, we would like for them to be uh, you know pithy and well thought out, uh, not just definitely I, pithy though. Not just <laughs> yes, not just I disagree. Oh, okay. You're wrong. Uh, <laughs> All of it. <laughs> what, what was it? Not that long ago, somebody's like, let me, "Let me ask you. Let me ask you your opinion." I told them my opinion. They said, "No, no, you're wrong." I said, "No, you don't. No, that's not how this works." You. Can- <laughs> Why am I wrong? Why am I wrong? It's an opinion. Yeah. Um, I have a well thought out opinion. You yeah. may disagree with it. Right. But that doesn't make that's me right. wrong. That's right. But uh, well thought out being the operative. Yeah. Uh, uh, phrase there but yeah we want to hear from you and you can hit us up on twitter at fear anthcast mm-hmm. or send us an email fear at anthcast.com truly and uh if, if for some reason you haven't subscribed what uh, are you waiting on? i don't yeah i don't know we have a mailing list which we don't ever mail so well, that's a plus get, if you want to get on that if you get on that mailing hear list, from us you might get <laughs> no we're gonna do something with that one yeah. day yeah you can just, it's actually, you go to the main website, nthcast.com, and you know, you can get up, get up on that mailing list. Yeah. That, that'd be fine too. We'd, or, be, we'd love that. Or, or subscribe to the show on uh, your uh, platform of cho- choice to make sure that you don't miss this madness. This wonderfulness. Uh, it, it comes out uh, fortnightly. No, that would be every two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. That's other, that's a different show. <laughs> that is a different this show. It's supposed to come out weekly. Yeah. Um, but I think that's it. Did you have anything else that uh, you wanted to add? Wanted nope. to say? Nope. Thanks. Mm. Uh, thanks for missing me last week. I I appreciated the tweets. Like, where are you? Where are you? What's wrong with this? You? Is spinning out of control. We need to hear from you. We need to right the ship. I thought we did fine without no, you. I'm no, not saying that. No, anyway, no. I, I enjoyed the fact <laughs> that people felt like their life was in turmoil because they didn't hear my thoughts on it mm. and made me feel inordinately powerful. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so interesting. Which is not true well but i appreciate it so let's turn this off and i'll have to talk you down apparently (laughs) i'm kidding that's fine when i get behind a microphone i say crazy things yeah well in the meantime fight the dead fear the nth cast